Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the DDP. I'm Paul. It's December the 20th, and we are proceeding into Luke chapter 6 in our journey through the great gospel of Luke. Yesterday, we read verse 1. We only dealt with one verse, although we really dealt with the spirit of this entire passage. So what I'm going to do today is read the whole passage, all five verses. On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those with him? And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So we we covered their questioning to Jesus yesterday, even though I don't think I actually read verse 2. So we went ahead and read that today. The Pharisees are upset that uh, they think Jesus and his disciples are not honoring the Sabbath. And, of course, Jesus references the story of David. Now, the story that he is talking about covers two two basic things. Number one, it it covers an injunction in the Torah, and then it covers a story from from Hebrew history. So, the injunction in the Torah is from Leviticus 24, verses 5 to 9, that says the bread of the presence was only to be eaten by priests. So this is part of their daily routine. Uh, it's prepared in a, in a special way. It was for use only in temple service, and it was to be eaten only by the priests. This was their bread. Remember, Priests were from the tribe of Levi. They did not own, they didn't have an inheritance of property. Instead, they had an inheritance of position. And so their inheritance was that they worked the temple and they received grain from the grain offerings. They received meat in what was left after the burnt offering was sacrificed. And they could eat the bread that came off of the table of showbread. And the showbread was in many respects, a type of the bread that Israel eats when they leave the land of Egypt, the leaven free bread, so you don't have to wait for it to rise. It's a bread of expediency. And it prefaces or or um, prophesies, I guess you could say, of the coming bread of life, Jesus, the bread. Well, of course, the Pharisees don't see the that bread as a, a bread that prophesies of Jesus. It's the bread of the presence. It's the bread that comes from the presence of the Lord, and it was the inheritance of the priests. Okay, so that's the Torah side of the story. The other side of the story that Jesus quotes is, did you read what David did when he was hungry? Those who were with him, how he entered the house of God, took and ate the bread of the presence. It's not lawful for any but the priest to eat. There's Leviticus 24. And also gave it to those with him. Well, the story is recounted if you'd like to read it, and I encourage you to do so. In 1 Samuel chapter 21... Verses 3 through 6. I'm actually going to read that one to you. I let you go take care of reading the Torah part of that. But 1 Samuel chapter 21, Jesus, or Jesus, David comes in and comes to Nob, speaks to Ahimelech the priest, and David says that, you know, don't let anyone know what's going on, and we're hungry. I'm on the run. Don't tell the king you saw me. What do you have on hand? This is verse 3. What do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever's here. And the priest said to David, 
I have no common bread on hand, but there's holy bread, if the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest, Truly women have been kept from us. As always, when I go on an expedition, the vessels of the young men are holy, even when it's an ordinary journey. How much more today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which is removed from before the Lord to be taken by hot bread on the day it is taken away. I, the, the interesting thing here is that the priest doesn't have Torah injunction to let him eat the bread if he hasn't been sleeping with anyone. But this is very similar to something Moses does when he comes off of the mountain and God told Moses to tell the people to to uh, call a fast. And Moses comes down and goes, okay, fast, but and also don't sleep with your wives. <laughs> God never said that. But there was this idea that that somehow made people cleaner. And the priest just throws this in and goes, well, if you haven't slept with anyone, you can eat the bread, even though the Torah doesn't allow for that. Jesus ignores that part of the story. That's why I wanted to go back and read this for you. He ignores the whole part of the story that the priest let him do it, that they, oh, it was okay for them to eat it as long as they hadn't slept with anyone. Instead, Jesus just says, David went and ate it, his men ate it. It wasn't lawful for anyone but priests to eat. Jesus goes, do you remember when this happened? And of course they remember when this happened. They know the Torah, so they know the Leviticus 24 rule. They know the prophetic or the historical stories, so they know the 1 Samuel 21 story. And they don't answer Jesus because it's rhetorical. What are they supposed to say? In other words, what, well, let, me, let me just ask, what is Jesus doing? Well, by calling the Son of Man Lord of the Sabbath in verse 5, He's showing a couple of things. The Sabbath is instituted by God. That's way back in Genesis 2. And then it's codified into the law in Exodus 20. So the Sabbath, as as an instruction, precedes the Sinaiic law. But Jesus declares the Son of Man to be Lord over the Sabbath. By saying this, Jesus is claiming divine authority to interpret Sabbath law. He's claiming to be able to do what only God can do. This is why I told you yesterday that of all of the things that Jesus and the Pharisees don't see eye to eye on, the thing that causes the most trouble the most time is his Sabbath day interpretations. And that leads to another Sabbath story because verse 1 starts on a Sabbath Verse 6 begins on another Sabbath. And so Luke puts back-to-back stories that do not necessarily happen one week apart. But he puts back-to-back stories to sort of double down on his insistence that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And so tomorrow we'll get into the story of the man with the withered hand and how Jesus has him stretch out his hand and brings healing to him. And we'll... Get into the depths of that beautiful story tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.